0: Welcome to a new episode on the Poetry Hood podcast. Today's guest is not just a poet, he is a sensational poetic rapper. I stumbled upon a freestyle video of his on my Instagram feed and it really felt like I got a sneak peek into a gem of a performer that is new to our community. And you know when you discover a raw talent that you feel is about to take the world by storm and you just want to celebrate what they're doing and share it with the world? Well, here I am doing my best at that by inviting Yaz to a conversation with me on the Poetry podcast. And I invite you to discover who Yaz is and his amazing poetry and rap music. Happy poetry listening!
1: Bummed out, worrisome, complicated, frustrated. I want this and this and that. Please remind me of who I am because I got lost again. This world keeps changing. Everything is complicated. Take my PC and smash it into pieces. I want, but I don't need this. Is inner peace just a conversation for a different time? I need to feel alive. I need to live my purpose on the surface of this earth with people I connect with. Why do you project resentment? You make my extroversion feel infantile. I'm a brilliant, stupid genius child. I'm a hateful pacifist. I'm a manic advocate of love. I'm a lame but still cool enough. My enemies and friends, I dap them up. I really care, but... I know what I'm not supposed to do, but I still do it. I am imperfect. I do something and I stick to it. I'm trying to comprehend the beauty of the people that I see despite what I see because there's a synergy inside of all our energies. I changed a lot, but I'm still the same. I'm so proud, but I'm so ashamed. What's life after innocence is lost, but disappointment. I'm searching for the God that we rejoice with while dealing with temptations that I'm not poised with. I smell paradise, but taste poison. Am I worthy of being anointed? She loved me, but she didn't. Every day to my memories, I pay a visit of good friends and family I no longer see. It's like you don't remember me, like nothing ever happened. Like I was just a chapter or a passage in your book of life. Oh, what a life. Oh, what a life.
0: Let's get into some
1: interesting questions, shall we? Yes, yes, let's do that.
0: At what age did you find out that poetry is a thing that will engulf your life?
1: Yeah, so when I was about 14, 15, I was obviously on Facebook just like everybody else, but mm. I was obsessed with the notes on Facebook. There was this option, I think it's still available, yeah. but there was this option on Facebook where you can literally like write notes. So before I ever started performing, before I ever started doing anything that was like live, I would write these notes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even call it poetry. It was just like freelance writing or free-form writing. And then eventually I realized that this structure, it's poetry. So you'd
0: write like a line and then... Yeah, line yeah and like then whole like...
1: bodies of work, like okay. just thoughts, abstract thoughts. Uh, it's just this, I think it's like the journey of the the teenager that realizes that you know like what art is or like you Mm -hmm. just you have that phase when you're a teenager where you kind of just want to like have this ambience and then i just vented through 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 facebook notes through facebook notes yeah yeah and people were receptive of it so you were a teenager yeah yeah yeah. i was like 14 okay 14 15 yeah yeah, yeah. that's
0: jokes are they still
1: there probably but, oh that's amazing um, yeah, yeah. They were, they were, they're still there <laughs> we should
0: maybe like link the Facebook <laughs> notes on the <laughs> we description should, we
1: should but um, so did you start yeah. rapping first would you say or writing poetry no I started writing first
0: okay interesting yeah,
1: yeah I started writing first I'm at heart I'm a writer cuz it's
0: interesting cuz i discovered you as a rapper first yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like <laughs> i discovered that you want to do poetry as yeah, well okay yeah. would you say so you would say that you're a poet who is, raps or a rapper who writes poetry currently as of today let's say
1: look i think art in and of itself i try not to limit it mm. i try to look at art as one art form yeah and that sounds i think that sounds a bit philosophical but for me if i'm writing a poem or i'm rapping or i'm like even drawing to an extent or like just taking like really cool photos uh i think it all derives under the same thing that's called art but if i if i was to get really specific and talk about like rap and poetry yeah i think they're like cousins you know of this thing called writing Uh, i would say that i am yeah i'm a writer man like when i was like six years old seven years old they In school, they'd give us these prompts for, like, writing short stories. A teacher would tell you, like, oh, you have to create this short story. And, like, you have to create this narrative. And my imagination would just let loose since Mm -hmm. I was a kid. Like, it just, it was, it's something that, it was almost in me. Like, it was in my DNA, you know.
0: Mm. Uh, Do any of your family members uh, write or
1: uh, Um, do any arts? Actually no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's that that was actually a challenge for me a bit growing mm. up because it wasn't something that was common in my family, like just right. being like super artistic and Yeah, neither my family, yeah. man.
0: Like uh my none of my parents, my brother or my sister are like super into literature or any art form yeah. for that matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh one thing though I took like some inspiration from is my uh, grandfather from uh, my dad's side he has like a huge library of books oh, wow. and i just remember whenever we visit them in jordan i just like love sitting around books amazing and just amazing. grab anything and just read i was like a little kid i did not understand what the hell i was reading but just like read
1: it amazing did so like did he was he also like in, like did he like write as well
0: or? uh i don't think he wrote that much but uh he read a lot yeah, yeah he's yeah, like yeah. one of those people who like knows a lot of like random facts so much so when we w- watch, like, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire totally. together.
1: And he would, like, answer all Dude, the questions. Dude, he'd kill it.
0: <laughs> he'd kill it. Sometimes, like, the show, like, the contestants in the show, most yeah. of the times, the contestants of the show would get it wrong, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he, would,
1: <laughs> he would know it on the spot. Yeah, and then the yeah.
0: contestant would answer B, and then they'd lose, and we are like, Ah, oh, damn it, we, we can't know how far he would have gone if yeah. the show kept going. Yeah. And uh, we actually even tried to get him to, like, sign up <laughs> to go on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but he wasn't down for it.
1: Would Would you say that he was also inspiration to you?
0: Uh, definitely, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 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 my grandfather. Uh, to this day, actually. And uh, he, like, <laughs> gives me a lot of shit because uh, the poetry doesn't have enough Arabic content. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me, like, uh, <laughs> 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 We need some more Darwish stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, I really like what you said about like writing be or um, uh, sorry, poetry and rap being cousins. Yeah, uh, yeah that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have more to say about like rap and poetry and their relationship together? Or when, okay, yeah, I have well, another question yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. When you write, is it in your mind that this is going to be rap or this is going to be poetry or
1: when when i was younger th- that didn't exist i think writing it still was like i was still trying to explore mm. the different channels but now it did really get specific so now like if i'm <clears throat> if i'm rapping mm. uh i know that i'm i'm creating a a rap song okay like i I'll, ra- I'll write and it would be in the structure of rap right and sometimes something interesting would actually happen though because i will I will write a whole rap song and if I feel like it can be a poem, I will try to adapt it. Sometimes the actual like song itself wouldn't be changed. The words wouldn't be changed, but the performance would be reiterated in a way that kind of resembles maybe spoken word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, see that. So that shows you how they're, they're so close. They're such like cousins, you know, because I can take... This rap and I can make it into a poem. Right. And it will literally be like it will b- just become poetry. After all, rap's rhythm and poetry. So mm-hmm. that's literally what it stands for. So mm-hmm.
0: and when you take it to poetry, I feel like it would have like different effect on yeah. people. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. even totally. though it's still the same words. Totally. Yeah, but it's yeah. just you perform it in a different way. Yeah, and then yeah. Like... there's
1: there's this energy I think from rap, this um it's like this identity thing, I think with rap, where I think a lot of rappers specifically, like conscious rappers, are uh, trying to find their their identity. They're trying to like frame their identity. They're trying to, it's this con- constant exploration of your identity. Um, so there's a lot of energy in that, you know, like it's just challenging, challenging yourself and trying to really, really find out who. You are exploring the depths of yourself. Mm. So when you take that and you put it in in spoken word poetry form, uh, I think it just amplifies it. Like it's just Mm. really, 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 really amplifies it.
0: Why? Because you would? Would you say it's because there's no like uh, music in the background? It's just you and your words, Uh, like uh, strictly.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's Mm. like and when you have the the beat, it kind of it serves like a backup or like a, right. a frame or like a structure but when you're on that stage and you're just you're saying these really really powerful like you're revealing these layers of yourself mm. to a crowd like
0: there's less filtering and you're more vulnerable totally
1: yeah totally just complete vulnerability oh i
0: agree 100 with yeah. that that's true yeah, yeah. So you've been writing poetry, you would say, since you were 14, like technically,
1: uh, even though they're Facebook
0: notes. (laughs) Facebook (laughs) notes. Shout out to
1: Facebook. (laughs) And the people that actually liked those notes at that time (laughs) when I was just a rebellious teenager. Shout out to you guys.
0: (laughs) Um, But how about rap? How
1: long have you been raping? Rap started around the same time, like a, a bit after. So like I started writing... Facebook notes when I was like 14 and then uh, when I was probably I, w- I would say like 16 mm-hmm. I started rapping cool yeah, yeah yeah I was I was living in um, like I was born and raised in the US but I was living in Amman at that time mm. and Amman kind of like it changed my life in a way like it really opened my mind up to to a lot how so because I lived in middle class america suburbia my whole life
0: where in america
1: chicago okay yeah uh but it wasn't like the city it was like the suburbs so it was the outskirts very rural small town Mm. lifestyle a lot of the people like bless the people that live there I, i love everybody that i grew up with um but it was a very small town environment you know people are very much more Simple, mm-hmm. you know, so you grow up, you tend to live a very simple life. So when I came to Amman, it, it had this urban feel to it. Like it was my first time living in an urban environment. And I was exposed to this, you could say like the right brain, left brain, right? Where like the, this, this creative side of people. That I I was never really exposed to. I was never exposed to like a network or a creative, a network a creative network of people, especially people that were my age, right? So, mm-hmm. so like I'm I'm 15, I'm 16, and I'm like in these, I'm going to this like international school in Jordan, and I had no expectations. Like I, I didn't know what to expect at all, <laughs> and so yeah, I'm, I'm meeting people my age that are really into. They can tell me what happened 300, 400 years ago in history. And they can they, they're talking to me like in this really intellectual manner. And I'm just it's like a shockwave to me. It hits right. me. It hits me like wow, like what is this? So it opened me up a bit and I, I was I was learning about myself in the process until I actually met a group of hip hop artists. And amban, mm. right and they were it was primarily arab rap cool yeah, yeah it was arab rap it was like a, a cultivation of arab hip-hop artists but of course there were some that were rapping still in english okay yeah so i got i, I really linked with that group a bit yeah more. i bet you're related yeah more yeah. totally. growing up
0: 15 years in america totally totally, totally. you want to
1: drop any names uh, shout out to Bilal Shuli, yeah, Bilal yeah, Shuli, 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 uh, Shuli really. Uh, he he was a peer, but at the same time he was a mentor. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. it was really cool because he started before me, uh-huh. and um, he taught me a lot. Yeah, yeah, he taught me a lot. He taught cool. me a lot. And uh-huh. he grew
0: up in Jordan, like he, he grew was up in or... Amman. Okay, yeah,
1: he grew up in Amman. Um, he really like gave me a lot of insight. So yeah. you started
0: poetry and rap like since teenage years? Yeah. And uh how have you seen both of them evolve as you grew up? How old are you now?
1: I'm 24. Okay. Just
0: turned 24. Yeah. So that's a decade of Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a decade. Um well I could say that like in regards to studying the industry or the art form evolve, I really focused on rap. So like when I became a rapper, I really gravitated towards that since I was like 16, 15. And I watched it evolve and it's like it changed so much. Mm. It kept changing. Like I've I remember it was like 2010 that I really got into it. And around that time, uh, Eminem came out with his recovery album, which I think for a lot of hip hop heads it was it was a shockwave like, you know, mm. you bring Eminem's back, but Eminem mm. is like the he's this really serious Eminem. and at the time I think Little Wayne was like really, really, really popular. But there was this, this constant battle with uh commercial rap. Like there was right. like this commercial and underground. There was this battle of like, oh, you're either really underground or you're either really like commercial. Yeah. And so you had to stick to one. So if you were if you were underground, like you're underground. Like you stick to, to hip hop and its roots. And then if you're really commercial, you're considered maybe like a sellout or uh you're you know, you're just doing it for the money, but something happened where it evolved with the internet and, like, mm-hmm. mobile. And you have people like J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar come about right. who really, like, shifted the industry where it's like, hey, you know what? I can be a really authentic hip-hop artist and be true to myself, but at the same time, I could sell records. Yeah, I can you be know? commercial as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, that was really, it gave me hope. Like it gave me hope, like, yeah, wait, I could do this, and I could actually be like successful at the same time, yeah. so I mean you gotta intro. make a living yeah, at the end totally, of the day, totally, totally, so i just I was just I was very young, and I just kept paying attention mm-hmm. um to watching this industry evolve and this art form evolve until I'm here in Dubai, and I think I just I kept evolving with the art form itself, and now I think I'm ready to harness my evolution like i think i've reached a point where i'm ready to showcase myself to the world
0: so i I noticed you've been dropping like a bunch of singles here and there Yeah, yeah, uh any album coming up or Um, anything like that
1: there's there's some there's some uh, project concepts being worked on on the way um you can expect a single very soon okay yeah yeah, a single like there's something that i wrote this song during ramadan Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's special. I'll, that's, that's, I think that's all I can say right now. It's awesome. really, really special, and it really marks my growth as an artist. Like this is this is next level for me. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited for people to hear it. It's Interesting. Different. It's different.
0: Yeah, I've been listening yeah. uh, to your music on SoundCloud. I yeah. gotta say, there's a couple that I really like really enjoy listening, and I yeah. constantly go back to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll mention a couple of ones that I that I personally like. Sure. Uh, Outbreak. Okay. R- really good, okay. Really good. Really good and uh you got another one that you posted on instagram and that's how i heard it uh 16 bars okay man the start of the beginning of 16 bars really (laughs) catches it i'm like oh damn yeah (laughs) i
1: just wanted to like just go in like i there's a lot of times where i just i have so many records where i'm just rapping like i love the skill Mm -hmm. there's this thing you know about the just the 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 you know just like the rhyming. yeah. Uh, I haven't done that in such a long time, uh-huh. I think. And I wanted to really tap into it with, with that 16 bars on Instagram.
0: Yeah, know? I really yeah, like yeah. that one. How does it start again? Can you... Um, do you remember?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just... I'm all over the place <laughs> with bars. I can give you bars all day.
0: <laughs> so you, you can freestyle too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally, cool. yeah. yeah. It's, I think it was part of the... Like hip hop, being in a hip hop circle, you have to really like, you have to be like a freestyler, or sometimes you'd be put on the spot and you'd have to like rap battle. <laughs> yeah. um yeah. So that became something like I gotta do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Sometimes people would be. It. I mean, it's it's it it, it evolves with you at the time. Like you're si- you're sitting with like a, a a group of rappers, and you know you're in a cipher, and mm. you're you're put in that position where you have to really show yourself and you have to showcase like, like boom i'm here right so yeah yeah there's a i can still like sit in a cypher and just like what's a cypher time. exactly so a cypher is when you're when you're a circle of rappers okay uh and you you either you could do it in acapella or you could do it in with a beat, with a beat yeah. so you you each take turns and you start rapping Oh my god. It could be a 16 bar verse, it could be a 32 bar verse, whatever you want. But it's really that you're you're put in the the arena, right? Uh-huh. Like this is when you show yourself as a rapper. Rap is competitive. Rap is a to art form, but it's a sport at the same time. So you when you're in that that cypher, that arena, you got to really you, you showcase yourself. And that I was I was very competitive about that. Like I think it was because when I was first exposed to it in Amman, there was there was this competitive nature to it, right? Like and I wanted to prove myself. There was that constant trying to prove myself. So,
0: oh, Were there shows in Amman as yeah. opposed to... Like yeah. Dubai
1: also, there are shows, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would
0: you say the difference
1: is between the shows in Amman and here? Well, I think Amman, there is a bit of a challenge, a, a cultural challenge. Because mm. you have this fear of not saying the wrong thing. Right. Um, so I I I mean I think it's growing. Um there's a lot of successful talents emerging now. But there's I think there's this issue with with venues getting booked. Like you don't you can't mm. get booked everywhere in the city. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I can I can like I've just heard stories recently of uh artists that they they they're they're booked in like they they get booked in one place, yeah, but they try to get booked in another. And like, like it, it would be it would be something that has to do with too many too many guys too many like Shabab, shabab like okay being uh yeah it's it, it it becomes a bit of a headache you know you put so much energy and so much effort into be a, a voice for people in your city you want to represent your city and then you want to go to a venue and the venue is like hey no like um we're worried that the crowd that you bring
0: are not the type of crowd we want around exactly okay okay, exactly i can see
1: that so it's a bummer yeah but i like dubai because dubai is it's, it's very it's very open like i was so happy with the 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 winter like the winter season like there oh, was yeah. so much going on, man. I would definitely so be happy much. in the winter season as opposed yeah, yeah. to the summer season. <laughs> the <yeah>. Summer season, <laughs> summer season. <laughs> FYI, if you don't live in Dubai, you have to understand that like <laughs> your your summer is our winter. <laughs> like it's literally the opposite. But um, yeah. when when that when that January that January December hits, oh man, like, these man, are some good months. Yeah, yeah, some good <laughs> months and just some amazing events. Amazing, amazing yeah, events. True. Like, I couldn't even keep up with all the things that were going on. Man. See, seriously yeah
0: yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. real because everyone's like just locked in indoors where there's air conditioning all, all the time yeah, yeah and winter comes and you're just like wow to i can stand outside yeah. and breathe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oxygen like no sweat on my forehead yeah. like this is
1: life right now oh like, man <laughs>
0: armpit sweat man oh my god <laughs> that shit sucks
1: <laughs> hey yo Hey yo, drop that shit Yo Yeah, yeah Uh Hey yo, drop that mic Hey yo, put down that microphone What are you doing with that thing? What are you doing with that? Yeah Uh USB Microphone Master even if I go left, I still move right past ya, you. ask ya, favorite rapper, to say bye to his family and friends, my bullying is intense, I made a fan out your friends, you bought as common sense, but you ain't got common sense, I am not here to pretend, I am here to shake you up, until you give up, until you hear my rhymes and get the hiccups, calm the heck down cause you ain't up to what you live up, it's a necessity for you to be fuddled from these complexities, they used to want my cds and got their mind fucked at ease, illiterate, belligerent children, that I am handling with benevolence, an educated bedouin I fell in love with predicates sayonara to the other side as i murdered them with verbal cyanide consciousness is intertwined by design but redefined by the thoughts that i rhyme man i do it every time man i do it every time man i do it every time yeah man i do it every time okay yes yes
0: what advice do you have for aspiring poets who want to be heard and want to express themselves more openly?
1: Um, I would say first, be authentic. Just be yourself. Like, Don't try to be anybody else other than who you are, because when you really embrace yourself, you'll understand that you are super, 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 super unique. Mm-hmm. everybody everybody each person you you have so much individuality like your life is so much different than somebody else's you have your own story you've been through so much in your life that nobody else has gone through your pattern of life is just so different than someone else so when mm-hmm. you keep that in mind and you understand that you everybody has a story everybody has a journey that they've been on and you can take that and put it into words that's like prime i think
0: yeah I noticed like sometimes people have like like deep, strong, big personal story to tell on the stage. Other times people don't have that huge story, like the one that's like really uh touching, let's say, or really worth writing like massive amounts of poetry and big big pieces uh but then you have your own experience of like observing some things like you could be like sitting on a in a park. And you just like notice a leaf or like something that a bird did that really eggs you on to write something. Totally, totally. And then that's your like personal experience. Yeah, totally.
1: I I think the beautiful thing about poetry is you can generate inspiration from anything. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But, But I think a challenge is maybe sometimes people don't tell their story is the fear i think Mm -hmm. there's a fear of um being vulnerable i think we're talking about this earlier being vulnerable uh sometimes you you get on a stage and you don't you don't want to open your heart or you're scared to open your heart because of maybe what people will think maybe people will judge you maybe people will look at you differently from when you get on the stage to when you get off but actually there's beauty in that because if you if you talk about your pain, for example, let's say you go on stage and you talk about something that you really went through, something difficult that you really went through, you don't know who you're going to connect with from that crowd or whoever's watching you, whatever the medium is. Totally. You you'll connect to someone. Mm. You 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 you'll you'll relate to somebody else's struggle through your own words. So I would definitely say that that should be an aim as well is don't be don't be afraid don't be afraid to open up your heart
0: uh yeah it's always like such a crazy whirlwind of an experience when you're sitting in a crowd like let's say i'm sitting in the crowd yeah. and i see someone performing and it has happened many times where the performer starts like
1: Breaking out in tears.
0: Oh yeah. Me as like a viewer, I'm always like, oh my god,
1: roller coaster of emotions and like, totally. Totally. I've been in that position before, where I was the crowd, mm. and I've seen poets perform, and yeah, I'm I'm not ashamed to say that. Like, I would become very vulnerable. Like, I would cry. Like, like this is super powerful. Yeah. Like, I would be captivated. Like, I would automatically. Yeah, yeah. You freeze. Yeah,
0: because you're like, oh my god like totally cuz then you're relating you become so empathetic with yeah. like the performer yeah. and you start feeling kind of what she's feeling yeah, or totally. he and uh yeah totally uh okay another question uh super hypothetical kind of yeah. stupid but if you had a three word billboard that everyone in the city let's say dubai is uh passing by what three
1: words would you put on that billboard hmm. that is a challenging <laughs> um yeah i got it just be yourself
0: <laughs> okay cool that's it. Yeah. yeah uh that's fine. because the last interview was just do it <laughs> <laughs> a lot think... of just in the situation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I might that have sounds to change like a, that question Sounds like a future. Sounds like an
1: adverti- a very familiar advertisement. Yeah,
0: <laughs> seriously, that's exactly what we said. I don't know if I'm going to continue asking that question in the future. <laughs> okay, well, who's your uh, inspiration as a poet? Mm. And then who's your inspiration as a rapper? Right.
1: I think in regards to poets or poetry, mm. my inspiration comes from the crowd. Oh, okay. The crowd that, that I, I engage with. There's, some, there's something about being at a poetry event and just getting a feel with the people. There's this connectedness about being with the people that are around you or the people that you're performing to. Mm. Um, performing and then getting their reaction. It, it, it's this thing where like I'll, I'll perform a poem mm. and then I'll get feedback from somebody that was there or a reaction from somebody that was there that really opens up my own mind. And it creates this series of uh, thoughts or inspirations where like, okay, what, what can I do for these people that's going to inspire me, that's going to inspire them back again? So yeah, there's this connected th- connectedness about poetry. There's really intimate, there's this intimacy about it. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to rap, I think rap, it, it is definitely more of artists that inspire me. There is this thing of like, for mm-hmm. example, I'll listen to like, Kendrick Lamar or J Cole. Okay. Uh Kendrick especially like I listen to his music um and his art and it really it really drives me. It opens up my mind a lot. Uh,
0: so but I have yeah. a question for you. Who do you think is uh, someone that you can go back to uh that gives you like the kind of feedback that you want to hear? Not like in terms of like good feedback, like always positive, but as in uh feedback that is uh that is useful and
1: like from a personal level like if personal i level, Some yes. people that yes. i know yes yeah i think it would be definitely like peer artists that i've worked with i i haven't i haven't had a lot of like artistic mentors it always was like a colleague it was always like a someone that i worked with before mm-hmm. as a as an artist that i would go to and i would um i just really re- consider their work renowned so like you have uh shuli for example who i you mentioned, mentioned? Yeah. um and uh um, he's a he's a arab hip-hop artist um based in in jordan. He's from jordan so like i can i can share music that i haven't released with artists like this mm-hmm. and they can really give me true true opinions Mm -hmm. true opinions true feedback like i want to hear from them i want to know what they what they think about my work and like how i it it really gives me a different perspective when i hear it from 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 another artist that i really like i really revere
0: yeah because i noticed like sometimes when i perform like on a stage yeah and then I get off and then everyone's saying like, oh, that was amazing. That was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. But like sometimes I'm looking for that like that was good, but this is how you could have been better. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. so on and so forth. Or like the, this is the part of your poem that really connected with yeah. me. Uh I like hearing that more than like the general like, oh that was so good.
1: Totally. Well, like in regards to the poetry specifically, going touching back on it, I think for me the the um the mark of improvement mm-hmm or like the, the the marks of improvement, it's not about a technical standpoint. It's not about like how good my poem was yeah. or how f- much rhymes I put in a poem or how anything of that matter. It's the emotional connection.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. What, like okay, I know you were yeah, connected yeah. very well, but like, yeah. what is it exactly? Like, let's dig exactly. deep into this. Yes, totally. This. Which also got me thinking, like these poetry events that we do, I feel like it's begging for like something after the event. Yeah. Like, let's say like a social mixer right after the event. Totally. Where people are just like walking around and then they can approach the poet and speak to them and have like a long form conversation. So like, just like this podcast, for example, like this is a comparison that I always do with podcasting. So podcasts, it's like we sit down and we dig deep into each other's lives and we get to know each other very well. As opposed to like these interviews that you watch that are like five minutes long and you just got to put in the question and get the answer out really fast. And it's like very on a very shallow level. Uh, So, yeah, I feel like that's what's happening after the events. We're having these shallow conversations. But if we have like a proper social mixer, and, yeah, totally. And, you know, some people I, are like, getting drinking, <laughs> opening up.
1: <Yeah. laughs> well, I I think in Dubai, in Dubai, in big cities, and in Dubai specifically, there's this craving for a lot of people. And big cities can be lonely. Oh, you know? totally. You can get very lonely. You can get very lonely in big cities, and you can have that 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 desire for uh, social interaction and just connectedness yeah. with people. It you want that, right? Yeah. So. When you when you come to a poetry event, uh, especially events like yours, like your your events have have done that in in such a, a curated way. Like there's this thing about, especially the Ramadan events that mm. we that that, that uh, I participated yeah. in. There was this vibe about it that the, these people that are coming to the events and watching the the poets perform it. It was about the poetry, but it was also the the social experience, like you're saying. Like right. I'm here and I'm.
0: Making friends. I'm
1: making friends, and I'm hearing words. Like I'm hearing these words of truth. Like this, yeah. these because there's a lot of social element to to poetry, right? So, yeah. it's just a vibe, man. It's just a vibe. It's like these, you know, people that come. They really. It's really chill. It's yeah. super, super chill, and
0: and I feel like people's guards are down. You know, like yeah, th- there's yeah, no like yeah, yeah. oh this is awkward or anything like that. Speaking of yeah. Dubai being like a lonely place, I grew up here. So I never felt like that because I had my childhood friends around all my life. Uh very thankful for that and I yeah. like that's one of my one of the major points why I love Dubai so much. Also my family are here. Uh but I've heard it over and over again from many people who just moved to Dubai after they grew up like 20 plus. They say it's really difficult to make friends here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that that happened to me when I first got here. Like, thankfully, I have my sister here, which oh, was yeah. good. I didn't feel like a total loneliness, but you know, from that friend element, it's like I came here. I didn't really know too many people, right? Mm. It was it was tough to make friends. Yeah, you um, got to really step out yeah. of your uh, uh,
0: comfort zone exactly. to make friends in Dubai. Uh, one of the big reasons I think is that you you can't just Walk outside your house and start walking. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah, gotta yeah. get inside the car. <laughs> You're going to especially a specific with the heat waves. Yeah. Yeah, 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 It's Just the culture, I guess. You yeah. can't just approach someone and yeah. start talking to them directly.
1: Yeah, it's like this thing. There is this definitely distance or disconnect when you f- you feel this disconnect. I, at least personally, I felt this disconnect when I first got here. But mm. there's something. Something special happens, though. I think if you're persistent and you really believe that you can Absolutely. connect with people, yeah. there's this thing, this quality about people that that come to Dubai that kind of eventually, you know, so if you're somebody that's listening and you are kind of going through that, you just have to understand that there is this, uh, you just have to be a bit persistent because there is this beautiful quality. When you finally do connect with people in Dubai, you realize that people that come to Dubai or people that were already here, there's something that brings people here together there's something there's something about Dubai that this quality that people that come to Dubai have I think
0: yeah like beautiful uh, quality. I mean it's a it's a melting pot of yeah. like so many different totally. types of people totally. it's just that you gotta find your circle yeah and once you yeah. do you're gonna connect get yeah, connected yeah, with yeah, this guy with yeah. this girl this girl's yeah, gonna yeah. connect you with these other guys totally. that you know are good like uh, good connections totally. to have for you totally uh, so on so forth
1: yeah <laughs> I have a lot. I breathe fresh air and drink fresh water and see the world with two eyes unbothered and host extremely complex thoughts in a small container of pink matter. I have a lot. A nose that smells fresh roses and sea salt from the ocean. A monthly paycheck that puts food in my mouth. And when the weather gets bad, I can hide in my house. This life thing, man, it's so awesome. I could go outside and watch a flower blossom free of charge. And when it's nighttime, I can lay down and chill with the stars. I have a lot.
0: I want to talk a little bit about your uh, writing process. Sure. Do you have like tips and tricks mm. on like getting yourself like to write? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I can tell you when I first started as a writer, mm. and I was you know trying to rap or do poetry. It wasn't easy to to write like a full piece. It there was this this like this motor in the mind that was still trying to spin. Right, it was still trying to move. Um, I I know that sounds very poetic, but um, <laughs> I mean you are a poet. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was challenging at first. It wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. Like it required a bit of thinking. The the writing it wasn't fast, right? Like I, if I had a piece, whether it was a rap song or a poem, mm-hmm. it would take me a good few days to write like one piece and be like, this is a piece. But something happened. I think it was like a skill set in the brain where you do it so many times. Hmm. That it just becomes intuitive, but I think what helped me with that is reading. Oh, yeah, yeah, like there's this power about like reading a book, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's fiction or non fiction, but I would say fiction specifically gives you, I think it gives more inspiration, yeah, imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your favorite book? Um, the Alchemist, I, mean, I know that oh, it might al- be cliche, but like The Alchemist, yeah, The Alchemist. Yo, it, I really like changer. that book as well, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Paulo yeah. Coelho. Yeah, totally, totally. I
0: read that book three times yeah. in like three very different stages of yeah, my life, every yeah, time, yeah, yeah, same yeah, effect. Yeah,
1: yeah totally. Um, it's it's that, that thing, you know, it has that. You know, the al- um, I would also say in regards to like, there were some nonfiction books that I read that really changed my life from Malcolm Gladwell.
0: Oh, yeah. Malcolm Gladwell, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Very good. Like,
1: guy. like, if you want anything about self help and personal development, like, you got to read Blink uh, and mm-hmm. Tipping Point. Tipping uh, Point, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, there was that other one that I really like. That one's my favorite for Malcolm Gladwell Outliers.
1: Outliers, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, that yeah. One, I really like it. You know, Malcolm Gladwell has a podcast and it's yes, really yes, good. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. It's called Revisionist History. Yeah, yeah. I've been actually, I haven't started listening to it, but I really want to get into it. Dude, really good. Yeah.
0: But my favorite favorite episodes are from season one so i highly recommend you scroll all the way down and start listening from
1: there okay
0: rather than his new stuff which is still good but not as good as the first one (laughs) totally
1: totally exciting um there's actually a funny story about malcolm gladwell Mm. so i wanted to follow him on instagram and he has a like i don't know why i think it's very humble but he has a private instagram account so you yeah, so like you So you got to send a request. Yeah, you have to send a request and I and I requested and I was like man, I don't know if he's going to follow me back. <laughs> like this is Malcolm Gladwell. So I waited like years. Like I literally waited like 2 years uh-huh. for him to follow me back and then randomly one day um wait him, uh, follow you back or accept I mean, uh, to a sorry I mean uh, accept my oh, request. Okay, okay. Yeah I wish you would follow. <laughs> back. That would be amazing. that would be even better. <laughs> but um randomly one day like he just like Malcolm Gladwell accepted your follow request and that was Oh uh, like, yes. After a year Mission accomplished. or years. Yeah it was it was about like a year. Yeah. Oh wow. Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> How many followers does he
0: have do you remember Um like, I think he... I think
1: because he doesn't f- accept everybody's uh follow i think like 16,000 or 17,000 uh-huh yeah
0: i wonder what happened there was he like yeah, uh just sitting yeah, yeah, on like yeah. a
1: thousand followers who want to like <laughs> see what he's up to and he's just like one day you know what accept <laughs> them all yes 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 that, yes I, I think that's a life milestone if i ever sit with malcolm gladwell i'm gonna be like malcolm <laughs> why don't you accept everybody's following why is your account <laughs> private <laughs>
0: Maybe we'll shoot him an email, try to uh, get to the bottom of this. Uh, okay, well, I have another question about your writing process. Do you write on assignment or do you wait for inspiration to hit you and then start writing?
1: Yeah, it's not that technical. It's, uh, the Inspiration is a wave. Okay. Um, a lot of the times, I'll come home from work, or I'll come home from an event, or I'll come home from just an outing, going out, and it'll just hit me, right? Like there was just this thing that comes out. It's like, it's like it was. It's almost as if, again, this is going to sound very poetic, but mm-hmm. um, it's almost as if the words were already there, mm-hmm. and now they're coming to the surface. Okay. It it's like you do it so much that the words are just, you know, it'll take me like ten minutes or fifteen minutes to like. Do this because it's already in me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like it was just thoughts and just experiences waiting to come to surface. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would, I, would, uh, I would say just tap into that deepest part of yourself and let your truths come out because that truth is not just your truth. It's the it's, it's, it's truth of a lot of people yeah 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 this is like yeah, you don't you won't realize sometimes how much you have in common with others totally yeah
0: it's, it's also like your personal experience is unique, but your interpretation of your personal experience is gonna be similar to so many people around the world so that many will be able to connect
1: yeah 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 it's universal, it's really, really universal mm-hmm. sometimes I do feel like'cause i I really believe in energy and I really believe that we are all connected, you know, mm-hmm. and I believe sometimes it's like. This energy that happens sometimes when I write, it's its part of something bigger than just myself. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's very powerful.
0: Uh, so, from there, I want to ask, what do you think is the role of art in a society?
1: Yeah. So, i I think that the artist is the cultural curator. So, like... Mm-hmm. It can be a a culture of a city, it can be a culture of a country, it can be global culture. But basically, the artist is almost the executive director of how the culture is going to be decorated. Like they direct, the (laughs) yeah, they decorate the culture. They're the ones that make, they color it, you know. It's almost as if culture is like a coloring book, like a culture of anywhere. And the the artist is the one that decorates it. He gives it life. He Mm -hmm. or she gives it life. They, they make, they make the, the person of the culture really, like, see all these colors and all of these lights. Mm, yeah. Damn, that's a yeah. really good <laughs> analogy. I really like that. Thank you, sir.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, like, thinking right now, oh, yeah, the, let's say the government or the country yeah. outlines the yeah. culture, and then it's the job of the artist yeah, yeah. in the country to color it up. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally, mm. totally, totally. I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean just like you hear you hear someone like uh, or you study someone like Picasso or you study someone yeah. like Rembrandt or you study someone like Van Gogh or you listen to somebody like Kanye West mm. or Kendrick Lamar and you you notice it you notice that these there's these people like you you reach a point mm. where you as an artist you realize like look like I'm I'm in a place and there is something I have to do. This is not just words that I'm putting together. Yeah. This is there is this thing that I have to do for people. Yeah. Um, and that involves bringing them together or giving them this sort of representation. So I'm an artist, and I I'm not just an artist. I'm an ambassador for a group of people. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whether it's like
1: local, regional. Yeah.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah. Like you think uh, Kendrick Lamar, and you yeah. can't help but think like. You know, wherever he is from the States, I'm yeah, not so sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. But um, He's from Compton. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
0: uh, you think, I don't know, like, uh, like Mona Lisa, you're yeah. thinking like France, yeah, yeah,
1: so yeah, on and yeah. so forth. It's always there. Yeah. It's always there. You look at any artist, whether you mentioned Mona Lisa, you look at Da Vinci. Da Vinci was uh, prominent during the Renaissance era. And, you know, that was big time for Rome. Yeah. And, v- and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, in sh- when you were in Chicago yeah. or do you still visit Chicago? Where um, Yeah, it's still home to me. I plan on visiting hopefully like going back this year.
0: Okay. Uh, and now yeah. that you visit Chicago as a uh, rapper yeah, yeah, yeah. life yeah. more evolved and poet life yeah. more evolved, do you go see shows there?
1: Yeah, well, I can tell you like the thing is when I lived in Jordan, mm-hmm. I, I was... 16 17 and i went back to chicago Mm -hmm. so when i went back to chicago um i continued my journey from there i got exposed to the rap scene and poetry scene there and i performed a lot and there is this tell us more about that. yeah 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 totally i was around 17 and i would actually go to open mics in chicago Mm -hmm. but Chicago, as beautiful as it is as a city, and as diverse as it is as a city, it's uh, it's very segregated. There is a, a you know a black community. There is a Mexican commu- uh, Hispanic community. Mm-hmm. There is a Arab community, a Palestinian community. So like I grew up in the Palestinian community, um, and there is this kind of. Truman Show effect of like you don't really leave, uh-huh. you know you don't you don't get out like this is where you're from and like you kind of stick to your own group, you stick right. to your cluster. But I think living in Amman, right, it opened my mind. I, I broke out of that barrier. Yeah. So as I developed as a poet in uh, in Chicago, I I always wanted to break out of that barrier and connect with more and reach my hand out. So I would go to Open mic events in, you know, like the Hispanic community, black community, these urban areas that people from where I grew up specifically, like the town, they didn't go there. Mm -hmm. So I would go as this like 17 year old Arab kid (laughs) in a poetry event on the in the, you know, um, south side of urban, urban Chicago. And they they'd look at me like with this surprise, but they embraced me with love right because here's that's the thing about poetry and art is that the words speak for itself yeah the truth is itself so i go and i perform and i listen to an, uh, another artist you know from the black community or hispanic community and i would connect with them i would mm-hmm. connect with them and it really gave me a sense of connection of being also someone that considers himself from chicago as well like uh just the struggles that that like a- African American yeah. black people had to go have yeah. to go through, or Hispanic people, you just you hear their stories, right? And it's one of those tearjerkers. So like we had mentioned, mm. you know, you hear a someone performing, and you 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 hear about like, for example, their their brother or relative or friend got shot, uh, mm. and you hear that like you actually see that in person. Um, it's it's polarizing. I it's polarizing. bet as opposed to like just hearing about it in the news yeah, all yeah, the way yeah. in the middle east yeah cuz a lot of the times yeah. they'll cry on stage they'll mm-hmm. cry on stage from that such traumatic event yeah personal experience to yeah, too yeah.
0: yeah and when it's like someone who's went through the personal experience yeah. telling it to you in a very vulnerable way yeah. it's, it's very different from like totally. a news anchor and totally. then you
1: it sticks in your head totally totally yeah. yeah that's why i i understood i i got captivated from you know from chicago and i really just have this sense of empathy for you know people from the african american community right. you know the the i think it the the crime rate hopefully it it will reduce soon but yeah chicago is uh it's uh, it's tough it's tough you know the the crime rate is Staying very high. Really high yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 just you can you can only wish that or just pray for them mm. really yeah pray for them because it's
0: yeah, I have a Excellent. couple of friends who've yeah. uh, lived in Chicago. I've actually also visited them there, and yeah, like people from Chicago, for example, would could come here and they yeah. could see, mesela, and, uh, for example, Dana DeJani's performance at the Ramadan event. Remember that one about Palestine? Yeah. And yeah. then the same effect would yeah. happen.
1: That's the thing, because when you come from, you know, uh you're, you're Palestinian. I think mm. you you automatically identify with that as a as a form of oppression. Yeah, a form of oppression and a form of like really struggle that you connects connects with you deep down because you you kind of understand you understand it.
0: Oh, so yeah. yeah. I mean, we understand it as yeah. Palestinian. But yeah. like, let's say someone from Chicago came and listened to that
1: performance. They would have been
0: like, oh damn, people are going through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like it's a different struggle than us, but they'll yeah. go
1: through it. They'll connect. They'll connect with it. Actually, there's, um, there's an artist by the name of uh, Vic Mensa. He's a mm. he's a rapper from Chicago. Okay. Um, and I've got the gotten the privilege to see him perform live. Um, awesome artist. Really, 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 really cool. Um, but I think recently uh, he had actually gone to Palestine, uh-huh. and. He, you know, vocalized his, you know, his observations of what's going on, and he just really spoke on behalf of, you know, f- for the Palestinian people, and he kind of also correlated it with the the struggles in Chicago. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's very different situations, but also Similar. at the same time, there's this hardship that yeah. kind of gives you that empathy
0: uh but on a more positive side on uh chicago yeah man you guys got that deep dish pizza it's oh my so god good, man. Man. that's
1: that that's the, the <laughs> thing i love dubai but i need my di- a deep dish i need my gyros i need my italian beef like what's going on why am i deprived of this <laughs> <laughs> man, we have the first thing I'm, we should... lit- I'm literally gonna g- first na- first when I get to the airport from Chicago, literally uh-huh. that's 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 where I'm going. I'm going <laughs> to my local Italian beach. That deep dish pizza deep,
0: took deep like at least five years out yeah, of my man, life. Yeah. And shout now out shout man. out Giordano's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> shout out Giordano's. You go to Chicago, you go to Giordano's right away.
0: Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um embarrassing story. Do you
1: have any embarrassing story? Um I think <laughs> okay when i was a when i was a teen pre-teenager right oh pre Pre pre-teenager i was like 12 13 i had this uncanny desire to be cool Mm. to impress the friends that That, i had or i wanted to make or i wanted to make i wanted them to be my friends so one time (laughs) this is like embarrassing embarrassing but it's okay (laughs) um i was chilling in my apartment building and the, the apartment building glass, mm-hmm. there's like a door and then there's a glass right next to it. So my friends, my f- friends, or soon to be friends, I, ho- I hoped, were <laughs> sitting outside. They were outside. They were chilling in front of my building. All right. So I don't know if you ever did this when you were a kid, but it's like you act like you, you bounce on a wall and then you fall uh yeah it's yeah dude i do this to this day (laughs) yeah so i i did that i was aiming to do that okay with the glass that was oh my god yeah yeah so (laughs) the the only problem is i wasn't like really close to the glass and just bounced i was like at the other end of the corridor going to the glass so i ran from the end of the corridor <laughs> to the glass in the hopes that i'm just going to bounce off i didn't bounce off i went right through i ran right th- <laughs> ra- i ran right through the glass <laughs> ended up opening like my arm i still have the the Scars? stitches to this day oh my yeah god. i have the stitches to this day that's so funny um, oh my
0: god i mean i don't know i'm I'm not yeah. that sorry that I'm laughing. It's hilarious. You did this It was, yourself. It was horrible.
1: It was clumsy. <laughs> it was super clumsy. And it was during Ramadan, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like it was literally an hour or two before Iftar. Uh-huh. And my mom was about to make the, the best meal. It was like a chicken tikka. It was like one of her <laughs> best chicken tikkas that she was about to make. Signature um, mama,
0: yes. Yeah, fish. yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: I was so excited to eat this chicken tikka. And... I ran through a glass and I ended up in a hospital looking at myself. At one point, terrified because I just ran through a glass and my arms are open and my legs are open and I have to get stitches. But at the same time, fascinated because I'm getting stitches and stitches are cool for a 12-year-old oh, to talk right. <laughs> about. And maybe those same, guy, those same friends will actually become my friends. Because <laughs> of my uh, stitches. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Just
0: Oh well did they become your friends or no? They did. They oh, did. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Temporarily. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> Dude to this day sometimes I do that trick. I just like make myself like as if I've hit my head on the wall in front of my girlfriend, like
1: as a joke. Just uh, never do it from a very far away distance. Yeah. Just make sure you're very close. <laughs> yeah. Make sure it's not glass too. Uh
0: notes taken. <laughs>
1: We're 22. I done lit a pretty wild life. I done seen a couple things had my spirit died twice, sister. Young spitter, Middle East finest. In a couple years, you will address me as Johannes. Clocks on the wall, but lost track of what time is. But the sound was always timeless. Damn, weren't you finest? I stepped into the game to redefine it. The flow was so rude should find it i hear the competition and i vomit i heard that your stars are not aligning these boys are paranoid i got them tracking every move you are not in my division you just cater to a fantasy hey doctor i'm way too lit but no zannies from running from home to running shit under top secret i took an l for you but now i think we find the even all these boys in observance like i'm drizzy drake i should start a bakery because this a piece of cake all my friends winning you just ain't never heard they were talking down but now not a single word The plan was always to shock them and keep the pot stirred Until an underestimation just seemed absurd Knocking down the door, tell me who the city for You boys are sweeter than Kunafa and the pity for Pity the boy that hide online cause anxiety How many rappers I know that secretly admire me Bobby Boucher, Kamikaze, what's up babe? what's happening Don't be mad, yo girl, what's happening Change the format like my innovative predecessors Watch me spit the beans and turn you all into a bunch of messes Confidence Stay ominous, don't be anonymous Success and ambition us synonymous Treat the way the riches like it's common sense And treat the sound wave like a utility And compose soliloquies, I got too much agility Call that shit infinite ability Terrorize the rap game willingly I spent seven years demonstrating hard work in this game A million times left in the dirt, yeah I was sleeping in the streets in the times I'd never sleep For the passion, for the glory, for the power of the beat I'm a shooter with the flow, spraying newsies with the heat And we ain't rapping for retweets I'm a motherfucking monster Said I'm a motherfucking monster Listen What's my cause and what's my call to action And why you act surprised when you hear a Muslim rapping And why was it so difficult for them to cast Aladdin And can my art be marketed despite my brown collection I ask questions on these songs and I ask them with affection And I ain't scared of rejection And we gon' do it when we wanna do it, how we do it Hit them with the shock of heaven asking how we do it Swear I didn't wanna do it But you leave me with no option I just had to get into it, yeah Uh-huh how we do it. How we do it. Just had to get into it, yeah And we gon' do it when we wanna do it How we do it? Hit him with the shock of Have him askin' how we do it Swear I didn't wanna do it But you leave me with no option I just had to get into it, yeah Uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. Just had to get into it, yeah Just had to get into it, yeah.